Hey everyone, it's Ellie Noss here with Atomic Moms. I'm whispering right now because it's my daughter's nap time. Uh, I had a crazy couple days with her sleeping. She figured out how to take off her diaper yesterday during her nap. So it looked like a zoo when I walked into her room. Uh, let's just say there was a lot of laundry and all of her little furry friends that she sleeps with went through the sanitation cycle in our washing machine. Today's episode rocks. Okay. We have Deanna Russo and her mom on. Deanna, it recently was on Two and a Half Men. She was a night Rider. She's a beautiful, wonderful, funny actress. And it's really fun too, because her mother was a flight attendant in the 1960s. So she ends up discussing like the class action suits about how they would get fired if their employers found out they were married. She talks about rejoining the workforce when she was a single mom. So getting the grandma's perspective was really awesome. And I look forward to interviewing more grandmothers in the future. With Deanna, we talk about her marriage. We talk about all the wedding planning that went on while she was pregnant. And we talk about grieving while being pregnant. It's a really special episode and we look forward to you listening to it. Listen up. Hi. Hi. I feel like I'm leaving you high and dry, but I got to go and I got to go do kind of a fun little thing. So yeah, this feels like it's very Atomic Moms. Yeah. So I'm doing a little, there's the series of sketches that are going to be part of the Red Nose Day um, charity function that'll be airing on NBC on May 21st. And uh, they're doing women in the main roles that uh, men had in memorable movies. And you are doing three men and a baby, but it's three women and a baby. And the joke is that obviously we would know what to do. So there wouldn't be a movie. <laughs> Isn't that great? I think that's <laughs> yes. so good. Yeah. Okay. So Bianca will be uh, running off in a little bit, but yeah. we're very, very excited because we have Deanna Russo here. Woohoo! Hey guys, <laughs> that's her. Well, and and it's very funny because I, you have known Deanna for a while, yeah. and, and everyone else knows Deanna because of she plays Ashton Kutcher's love interest in you know that little show called Two and a Half Men. <laughs> um, she also was the lead of Knight Rider. We did a web series together for two years called Married Single Divorced. Everyone should watch it. <laughs> Deanna has the most sparkling eyes, very sparkly it's eyes, crazy. But so I had seen her in your web series and was like I know I know her and I can't figure out how and it turns out we like yeah we had like a really really we fun had a great night yes we went, we went to the national at the will turn with our friend Carter Swan yes His real name is shell set I don't know who you're trying to fake everyone by saying your last name is Swan Carter but he was like oh you guys just both got divorced you should be friends and I was like totally that's right. not how it works oh but cool and then you recommended me to your dentist who you still see I now still see. <laughs> Well, he does amazing work. You both have fantastic teeth. Thank you. Oh, well. Thanks. Let's talk about how awful dental work is when you're pregnant. Oh yes. Okay. God. So, can you please tell our listeners where you are? Your due date. What are you? You're not supposed to say due know. date, right? You're supposed to say like your something date. There's oh, another. Yes. Oh yeah, your guest, guest date, date or something. Basically, this is going to be a Gemini. She's perfectly. I'm pregnant. I'm eight months pregnant, and I'm about to have a Gemini somewhere in that window. Oh, that's amazing. What are? What, what does, does it mean to be a Gemini? Yeah. Twins, duplicitous, <laughs> multiple personalities. I live with one. My husband is one. So this is going to be. Oh, oh is he? He does have two 
very distinct sides to him and uh which is works for us because i'm a libra and the libras apparently it's okay if you don't subscribe to astrology no, but stuff sabrina but... wait is libra <laughs> oh so libra are the scales and we bring balance yes to things. that's what sabrina was supposed to be i was so excited oh. she was supposed to bring balance into her home and instead she came two she's weeks early yeah, and she's, she's a virgo, virgo. Yeah. and a total perfectionist <laughs> yeah that's by real. the way you realize that's the story now for your whole experience with her that yeah. she she will never be what she's supposed to be <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's probably really funny. What's great though is is as silly as astrology is and as as general as it is, um, what it does is it gives us permission to be these things that we can't change about ourselves. So it's like I could I could get down on him for being you know like too I could get down on my husband for being too extreme like sides of himself depending on the time of the day. When it's like don't try to change him, it's just in the cards. It's yeah. just and who you he know, is. With, with your husband Michael, it does feel like there's two sides to him because whenever I see him at your home he's like very quiet and working on his music or like he seems to want to stay out of the trouble or like chaos and then he's a big comic improviser yes he, is. he so, I, I call him i call him my handsome hurricane he blows in and it's just like things like his bags are everywhere and he's like because he he just stacks he's very happy being super jam-packed with busy things so anyway all right so uh, because we last saw each other as new new divorcees <laughs> divorcees yeah um where did you meet how did you meet what's what's the story i actually met him not long after i met you which is so funny that like i've actually known bianca longer than i've known ellie <laughs> when i do the math because we also have to talk about that we'll talk about that once bianca leaves how we met that's but, a great point yeah uh so i met him not long after um doing shows at the upright citizens brigade and um uh but he wasn't on my radar and uh i would just see him at parties and at shows and then um and then one night in 2011 he just looked real good outside of UCB <laughs> under the street line and asked me to go dancing with him that night and I couldn't because I had friends from the east coast and they were about to expire time zone wise but I couldn't get him out of my head I'm, there was just something there's something about him that looked real good he was it's just funny how I had known him for years and did not pay him and he didn't pay me any attention we were both making separate mistakes at the time you know so it's great that we weren't on each other's radar uh and then I couldn't stop thinking about him the next day so I just texted him like hey and I, I didn't I didn't ask him out but I basically said you should ask me out <laughs> and then the next day um we went out and we've been best friends ever since the end Aww. and now you have how many cats together three, three when cats. we when we met that was the, that was like part of my dating requisite <laughs> was that whoever I whoever I date now has to be um not allergic, but also comfortable with cats around them. Because some dudes, uh, if if a cat like jumps up next to them, they'll flinch, and uh, that's not okay. I was at Deanna's house once, and I oh, yeah. put, I went to get a pillow. <laughs> I thought it was so warm and I really thought it was I was like oh there's like a heating blanket or something in the pillow no. and I put my hand in the pillow and there was a cat inside it. <laughs> I, I had a whole forearm full of cats. Oh my god that is so that was the funny thing because we were it was kind of like a day like today where we we're like oh we're just let's get this in let's yeah, yeah. hurry up and rush grab that pillow from downstairs Ellie thanks yeah. and because there was so much hubbub in the house the cat had thought that found like a very safe place to hide. <laughs> I screamed so true. loud. 
but uh but yeah so that first date the first thing I asked him was um not even asked him I was just like I'm gonna put all my cards on the table and I was like look I've got two cats and I'm like this is like it either makes or break you know the the rest of the relationship if not whatever and and he responded with oh yeah me too and I was like that's cool wait a second what's wrong with you Uh, one of his died, so now we're down to three. <laughs> now you're, you're replacing God. that cat with a baby. Yeah, that's how yeah. life works, right? Okay, we totally. have to talk about your year in this scheduling. Um, you got married a month ago? Six, three, two, three it months? was February. Yeah, oh, it was, stop it. I don't know. What, what month are we in? I mean, this exactly. is my problem. I have no concept of time anymore. It feels like you just had your wedding. It does. It does. Well, okay. So here's what happened. It, I knew, like, I I turned 34 and I was like baby mode. Couldn't stop talking about anything else. It's weird because I it was not on my radar at all. And then it suddenly became this carnal need, and uh, way to put it. And I could care less about getting married uh, for obvious reasons i've been down the rabbit hole it didn't seem that important to me but um but michael on our show me. married single divorce yes. deanna was divorced <laughs> <laughs> and uh and um yeah very jaded by it but um but i bounced back because michael convinced me that it 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 was important to him and because it was important to him it was easy to get on board with it so um so it was important to him to get married before we uh got pregnant he proposed i said yes <laughs> I know. Surprise. No, he he proposed. I said, yes, we went, we found a venue. We put the down payment on the venue and we're like, okay, great. Let's start trying to have a baby because so many of our friends have been trying for so long. This is going to take us a while, right? First time out the gate, I'm pregnant. And instantly before I even knew I'm pregnant, my chemicals changed. And I was like, I don't really think we need to rush into this let's let's not try again until after the wedding but it was too late so when I found out I was pregnant I had a lot of ambivalence yeah. um, well that's probably hormonally you yeah. like suddenly didn't feel the need anymore because you already were he was so relieved he was like well, there you are oh, for the last year like because it it, it it was he was about relieved it. that you seemed like it wasn't that it wasn't such a current that I could talk about anything else he was like, is, where have you been for the last amazing. year? Because your body was already like, oh, check that off. Yeah. Ready. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So so uh, it was great permission to just be a little bit water retaining on my wedding day and not worry about <laughs> being nice. a certain size. Yeah. Or the most amazing sneakers down the aisle. Oh. And then when they, after they said their vows, I mean, this was the most incredible wedding ever in Topanga Canyon. I mean, it was just magic. I get chills thinking about it. You... You get out of your car because they had like the valet, and then you you look out, and it's almost like Fern Gully or something. Like it's just like <laughs> these like this beautiful canyon, and it's all green. And then there were like lights in the trees and these picnic tables. And then, so when they did their vows afterwards, you know, you say you're man and wife, and you walk down the aisle or whatever. No, these two, she's wearing her sneakers. She's got her adorable little bump. And they danced their way down the aisle straight out to the dance floor and got everyone to join them on the dance floor. That's awesome. That amazing. Oh. It was really fun. It and, was- oh, my God, they had food trucks. So, yeah. like, that was the food. I mean, where were the, the – I'm. Yeah, we had Koji, In-N-Out, and Sprinkles. My husband has never been more excited to go to a wedding in his wow. life. <laughs> That's an honor. That is an honor. Seriously. I think it's still, like, the highlight of the year for him because the food was so great. Well, and also – It was so casual and fun and playful. 
And like yeah. you could really feel like the spirit of the couple. Aww. And that little one that they were going to be bringing in. Like, yeah. It was so good. Well, and what a cool story when you can tell. Do you know what you're having? It's a girl. It's a girl. Oh my gosh. Girl well, club. We're, we're both fans. <laughs> um, but how special that you, you have pictures and you can tell her like you were there with us on this day. I mean, that's I really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, she so she comes beautiful. up a lot in the ceremony and stuff. You know, it's 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 fun. Um, it was a lot of work because it was very DIY, but it was totally worth it. And what's crazy to me about it, having having had the opportunity to experience it, it felt like a DIY that somebody had a whole crew do for them. That's, do you know what I mean? That's not untrue. It, we had a it, village of friends. Okay, help friends. Us. But that's what I mean. Like you could feel the energy of all the friends, but it was done on such a it wasn't like a DIY. It was like you guys right. made it. It was like a Pinterest orgasm. <sighs> that is the big my husband will be very excited that that's I'm going to yeah. tell him that because he's he's obsessed with Pinterest. <laughs> He had to teach me how to use Pinterest. Oh my God. But you could just the laughter there. Like I've never, you know, that was a wedding where you just felt like, God, Deanna really attracts like wonderful people. And oh, obviously man. Michael does too. And we felt so honored to be a part of it because like with your whole, so people that don't know what Upright Citizens Brigade is, it's like Amy Poehler and a bunch of really smart, funny dudes created this uh theater that's in new york and in la and it's sort of like a tribe yeah um, the people that are always on stage and michael's one of those guys so to get to go to a wedding where it's just all these like crazy talented funny people like deanna like it was just a really cool experience and that you were able to pull that off how many months pregnant were you like five five ish yeah that was a lot of work for five months pregnant yeah yeah it was i i, I had a burst of energy um yeah, I had a burst of energy that week. I was like, I like, I had been throwing up the whole pregnancy. I have, I've had a miserable pregnancy, and um, and this is gonna be a little bit of a bummer, but it's life, so let's just get into it. Um, then five days after um, our wedding, a friend of ours passed away, and and so uh, so then was you know we were shoved into this grief mode, and then after about a month of that, I think we started to kind of pull out of it and start to focus on other things, and. Um, I mean, grief never goes away, but it's just, it kind of evolves. And um, I'm telling you this because then for the last three weeks, then then there was about three weeks where I was not grieving so heavily and I didn't have any symptoms. And then that just all went away. And now, and now, so I feel like, I feel like I got gypped of my, my second trimester, uh, you know, Freeze. fun time. Yeah. Because well, you got, like, you got married and you had a best friend die. It like, was that's a horrible yeah. second trimester. I mean, it's amazing that you got married, but that's a lot to handle it's a very you sent me a photo you were, you were picking out what to wear to the funeral and just sort of oh like yeah that. because it was like, in what? texas and yes and i knew that you yeah. knew what I- the picking out the dress to wear right? just like oh it's so brutal yeah and then i can't touch this is a cute dress i can't touch the dress anymore because yeah, of course yeah it's yeah, you know but it's and it's also it's strange to have when my sister-in-law i don't think she meant my sharing this when she, when her husband passed away and she was five months pregnant we went and picked out the black dress that she would wear Ugh. to her husband's funeral and you're or, and it's just like i'll never forget that but it, there's something also so intense about carrying life while you're going to a service wow yeah yeah and um and and i was not really 
I mean, Bianca, when you and I were hanging out back way back when that one time I was I was definitely deep into my drinking. But um, but we then, both were. Don't worry. Right. Right. girl. <laughs> that's why that's why Carter was like, you guys. Would be <laughs> but then like, you know, you evolved. I evolved out of that. And I wasn't really drinking that much before I got pregnant. And I got to tell you, as soon as that news hit the, the bummer news, um, all I wanted to do was just get so drunk that I could feel anything else. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I welcomed a hangover. I, I wanted, I just, and that was, um, that was hard, but, uh, uh, having to grieve sober, yes. which, no, which was a, a beautiful, point. um, it was a beautiful challenge because I gotta escape. say, I think I pushed through it faster because I wasn't exacerbating it with a depressant. Right. Yeah. And you weren't able to escape it. You had to yeah. feel it and go through it. Yeah, this baby, and if it wasn't for this baby, you know, kind of nagging me to keep eating and to make healthier Mm -hmm. decisions, I probably would have self-destructed. Not not like, you know. It was was such an intense time. I mean, to go, like you had just gone through, you know, you put together this incredible wedding. And he was a part of it. He was part of it. And and I, I mentioned him for a very brief moment in an episode a while back, but, um, to see him at the wedding too, like just that he's a part of your family, and and I knew him from high school and small it's smallest such a of worlds, small small world, and to to go from the hot, you know, you're gonna have a letdown after a wedding anyway, just sort of like the crash that happens, yeah. But then to lose someone so dear to you all immediately after, like it's just the most oh, intense roller coaster. But also, I mean, how amazing that your last real um time together was that of celebration yeah. i mean sometimes we don't see people in any real you know deep capacity before they go and the fact that it was to celebrate something and we are his last uh instagram post which kind of <gasps> oh gosh is so sweet but it messes us up in a, in a lot of ways um because it's really hard. To, so, so you were, you know, this all started because we're talking about, you know, married life and and the new, next chapter. But it's it's a, a really hard to talk about the wedding without talking about our friend Harris yeah. um, and our our therapist, our couples counselor is like, like the challenge is now going to be like, let's remember all of the good parts about it, um, so mm-hmm. that it's it doesn't feel like this haunted thing. No, totally. I mean, I feel like with when my sister-in-law's husband died that it was I think five weeks before our wedding and he was supposed he was supposed to be our best man and and there's no he was the last person to sign our on our like wedding website right like you know you can like fill out a little phrase or something and after he passed away I checked it a couple days later and he had written on it you can't separate it losing him will always be a part of the experience but I think in some weird cosmic way, it feels like they're both just such huge parts of life. Yeah, and then bookending to... that with a baby. It's and then like, you're bookending yeah. it with a baby. But I think it's a, I think it's such a beautiful lesson in you know maybe it's your first lesson of of real parenthood. It's like this is this is life, and there's always going to be birth and death together. It's the yin and yang, and you know I think that more than we let ourselves accept, there is a coming and a going every day in our yes, lives. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> no, that's it. It's like the beginnings and the endings and the and the I don't know. Yeah. Well, like we, there's a lot of similarities I think between a memorial and a wedding. Like it's all the people that you're closest no joke. to. Like, we uh, we we were integral. Not just Michael and I, but also um, the tribe that you were speaking of before. Mm-hmm. We all pulled together to plan this memorial, and it 
felt very similar to uh, we just did this. I I literally was using the same skill set I had learned for Google Docs to, you know, help implement a guest list for someone that it was just it was um yeah, but we all pulled together and we put together um and the family came out and it was this really beautiful memorial um that we got to uh sorry, I, I I'm I'm losing it, but <laughs> but yeah, uh I was just saying yes and to that. Anyway, I think we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back. Hi, guys, we're back. Bianca is rushing across town to do her funny or die bit. Um, so I get these lovely ladies myself. And I say lovely ladies because it's not just Deanna. We have Deanna's beautiful mother, Diana, also with us today. So we will be speaking with her about becoming a grandma in a little bit. But first, Deanna. Hi. Let's talk about the pregnancy now. You've kind yeah. of alluded to some troubles. Yeah. It's – it's. Uh, I've, I've, uh, I've now <laughs> – I've now become very resentful of all pregnant women. I <laughs> thought it was just the ones that were symptom free, but now I'm just like, I don't, cause now, cause even if you're complaining about your symptoms, I'm, I'm comparing how bad mine are to your, it, it's this whole thing in my head. And, and, um, but see, the thing is they're going to be the ones who you have to hang out with now the rest of your life. Right. Because yeah. they're going to have a child, your age, your child's age. And it's going to be great. This is just a, this new, a new thing this week that happened that I realized I'm like, why, why am I scowling at that woman across from me in um, in prenatal yoga for having too much energy when she says, I feel great? It's like, I will okay. end you. So what are the symptoms? Oh, really? Um, there's always the heartburn. There's the always the nausea. There's I'm just starting to get the reflux. That's super fun. Um, no position is comfortable. Sinuses. So, uh, you have so much extra blood in your body that, um, it can, it can come out of your gums, which has not happened to me, but it is happening to my nose. So like your sinuses, I I thought it was because I couldn't take anything, you know, it's like, I thought it was because I couldn't take any medication that that's why my sinuses were bad, but that's interesting because you're actually, it's because you're pregnant. It's because you're pregnant. Yeah, like there's just so much there's just so much extra fluid in your body. It changes the shape of your eyes. My vision is completely compromised. Oh, that's right. I forgot all about that fun yeah. little nugget. I'm actually going to the eye doctor this afternoon. My Ooh. eyesight got better post pregnancy from before I, I got that. pregnant. How long did it take for you to notice after? Like I don't remember. It's all yeah. a haze. It's all I don't a haze. You're, you're just lucky to have your eyes open at yes. that point afterwards. Well, your eyes are still beautiful. Oh, girl. Still sparkling. I was fishing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, unique to me and not pregnancies, I've just always had bum shoulders. What does that mean? Um, just, uh, I've just always had shoulder issues. I'm always, mm-hmm. um, I've got moderate degeneration in my AC joint and, uh, which with some physical therapy is no big deal, but also don't sleep on your side. So I'm a back sleeper and back sleeping just became very uncomfortable. Oh, so you can't, I can't do it. It makes me want to, when I was pregnant, it makes you want to yeah. throw up, right? Yeah. And now that the only positions I can sleep are left and right side, I'm constantly pinching a nerve in my neck. Mm-hmm. So I can't, so going to even yoga, excuse me, is difficult. 
because um, you do so many shoulder and arm exercises right. and it's, it's a big bummer. I'm not enjoying it. What are some tips to like ease your discomfort or what do you do to Benadryl. self-soothe? <laughs> yeah. That's real. Like I've, I, Benadryl. and this, oh, and the insomnia has really kicked in. I can't sleep more than did three you, hours at a time. Did you try Unisom? Yeah. So, so I, Oh, there are two, by the way, listeners, there are two types of Unisom. One you can have when you're pregnant and the other you can't. My OBGYN told me to take Unisom and B6 or B12. I don't know if people oh, look okay. it up. And that totally cured my morning sickness. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that's right. And it helped me sleep all through the night. Okay, so Unisom's not... No, no, Unisom's great. It's just, I think I, I've been having the pill, like like having the pills, mm-hmm. Um but now I think I've I've passed that point and now I just need to take a full Unisom in the middle of the night because I'll mm-hmm. wake up every night at around 3 a.m. and just, you know, uh, resent my husband for sleeping so soundly. <laughs> Is there anything you love eating right now? No, no. Food <laughs> stopped being fun. Also, I've, I've at, at some point you get so um, fat and pregnant that there's just no room for food anymore. So you can't. It was fun because I went from being a gluten free vegan to just eating like a college freshman. <laughs> Yeah, so, the free the the, the, the fall freedom. pass there. Oh, right? it was great. Yeah, I was just like cookie dough. I know you're not supposed to have cookie dough when you're pregnant, but guys, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like cookie dough, Whopper Junior, like uh, just any anything. Um, so I have to say that helped. That helped me feel a little bit better um, in the beginning. I gained so much weight, and then. Ugh, this is I'm trying to think of what other tricks ginger chews have been really helpful uh-huh. um, I got used to have those from Trader Joe's yeah so those are great them. I keep I feel like I'm the taking care of myself like I did that first month where yeah. um, so it's come back basically. it's really come back but now with acid reflux and and I don't know what to do for that except and for you know I had such bad acid reflux towards the end and that's why I ended up losing weight <laughs> because yeah it was just so painful to were you eat worried and so full feeling yes that's where okay so there's there's hope that i'll get a pre-diet out of this yeah i mean that's what <laughs> i did it wasn't just to look good in my baby shower <laughs> i swear i just had terrible acid reflux it means your daughter's gonna have a lot of hair oh cool <laughs> that's my obituarian said that that was the that's one right. thing so that was the one old wife's tale that she believed in was that if you have terrible acid reflux that means your baby has a lot of hair and sabrina came out with like a 1960s bob cut so your baby's gonna have a lot of hair. That's what so did bad. I do to make sure that she gained enough? I, I, mean, I just, yeah. Yeah. I went to the doctor um, and, you know, they always would check her size and it was always fine. And then I went once and my doctor was having her baby. So I had this substitute doctor mm. and she measured me and she's like, oh, you're smaller. We should check this out. So they made me do a um, – they wouldn't call it an emergency appointment, but it was like a, you need to go upstairs and get this appointment right, right now <laughs> to check with the 3D ultrasound. Oh. So I waited for hours upstairs um, because everybody else was waiting. Um, and I was really scared. And I was by myself. Mm. Because they made it seem like, oh, she, your measurements are smaller. We're worried she's not getting enough food. After hours and hours of just like awfulness, 
the doctor, the guy comes in, he does the ultrasound and he's like, your baby is larger than average. Wow. Like she's good to go. How big was she when she came out? She was six, nine, I think because she was two weeks early. Right. So that's the thing. And I had said that to the substitute doctor too. I was like, I think she's shifted down. That's why my measurements had, yeah, that's why my measurements had dropped. I feel her pushing down to like, you can feel her sort of starting to make the, yeah. Yeah. I hope she's two weeks early. It was, it was good because I, I welcome contractions. I'm just <laughs> like, like ready. Cause that means I won't be pregnant soon. Yeah. Well, this is, I'm excited to talk to you about this because <laughs> I loved the very end of pregnancy oh. because it felt like I was doing something. It felt like I could just, I could like get the room ready. I was looking forward yeah. to those final two weeks cause it felt like, Oh, well my job right now is being pregnant. Right. Like, this is my break. And then I had her immediately instead of so, that. So, so but I didn't have a lot of, I didn't have a lot of the other symptoms other than the acid reflux, but so many mothers hate the end of pregnancy. And mm-hmm. I see on Facebook every day, 10 mothers being like, when is this going to happen? Yeah. So talk to us about that a little bit. Just that feeling of like, I'm ready to be a mom, like get her out. Yeah, no, I'm so, I, I'm, I mean, I don't know if anyone is ever ready to be a mom, but, um, but it's, it's been tough, uh, especially, especially like, um, when I would reach out to my family members and my mom to ask her, what was it like when you were pregnant with me? And a lot of, a lot of the people, women in my family have been like, Oh, I love being pregnant. I didn't feel any of those symptoms. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Um, what's so funny is, um, mom was one of the first people that I told that I was pregnant and, um, it's, you think about all the gifts you would give, to someone when you find out they're pregnant. So these are types of gifts, right? Like I've gotten um, like things for your symptoms, things for to, for stretch marks that smell amazing, right? A prenatal massage gift certificate. Okay, really That's great gifts. Okay. That's a good so idea. These, these are just some ideas of like, mm-hmm. right? My mom gets so excited. She sends me a like link to the website and um and a tracking number because she wants me to be able to see when this package is coming in for a product called pea pockets what are pea pockets pea pockets are paper cones they're disposable urinary um assistance is this for like when you're in a space shuttle it's so that you can pee <laughs> standing pee? up just like a disposable thing that you can just pee standing up and then yeah like when you're in a space shuttle yeah okay yeah yeah thank you thank you right you're right i had to picture that the second time to get it um and uh because because i think my mom's instinct was that well i don't know mom what was your justification everyone diana is now going to join the podcast i just want to say that i'm a podcast virgin so could you just please be a little um kind well we're very (laughs) kind podcast okay i just happened to see this i don't even know where i think it was on the internet somewhere and um i just thought when diana told me she was pregnant that i just remember having to pee a lot and I, and sometimes you don't have the opportunity to get to a bathroom right away or you, anyway, and this was the perfect gift. Okay. And Deanna brought the gift. It's the, this should be our mom session today. Uh, it's called the pee pocket. Take a stand. It's a single use urinary device that allows women to stand while peeing. And you know what? While I was reading this, oh, and now I'm turning it and now I know why. 
but I was thinking like, oh, it'd be great for a porta potty. And the things that they say who uses it, athletes, travelers, astronauts. No, they don't say astronauts. Okay. <laughs> Elderly, <laughs> disabled, pregnant women, post-surgery patients. Actually, that is genius. Post-surgery. Because when I had yeah. my knee surgery, like to try and sit down to pee, oh, it was brutal. Okay. Here's where you use it. Airports, hospitals, outdoors, camping, road trips, international travel. Oh, that's true too. Because sometimes like when I was in Nepal, you were like in the it's bathroom. A it's a hole, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Diana, you were a flight attendant. Yeah. So would you, would you uh, have used a pee pocket back in the day when you were traveling with the airline? No, no. <laughs> no, I just thought this would be really great for a uh, pregnant woman. This is also coming from a woman that had two C-sections. And so here I am gearing up for an unmedicated birth, you know, and where like all you do is like practice squats all day. So like popping a squat is something that's good for me. And and also in Porta Johns, as gross as they are, the benefit of being a woman is you don't have to look where you're peeing. Like I feel bad for dudes that have to like look down. Like that's the worst thing about a Porta John is you have don't to you look. look down anyway. I'm always really afraid I'm going to like find an arm or something. <laughs> you're so brave. <laughs> You are so brave, and I admire I admire your curiosity. <laughs> and down the street is the park where Sabrina plays, and there's oh. the most atrocious porta potty there. And I might I like um, to watch. I might need the pee pocket. You know, it looks like a snow cone holder. <laughs> yeah, that's to- yeah, no joke. But with an extra hole at the bottom. This is a good idea. I stand by your mom. I, you're, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to hear <laughs> somebody's got my mom's back because I'll be honest with you. This also. Oh, I, I took also, some out. I'm sorry. For the it, wedding. We had these in the, in our bathroom oh. for the wedding because I just thought it would be funny. I don't but, know if anybody used them. But wait a second. Doesn't it include a sanitary wipe too? Oh my gosh, after you it's use so it. Thoughtful. No, but you just. They use, should. No, it does. I thought it included. Um, a I'm whole surprised. Bunch of stuff. I'm surprised this you has use... not been on Shark Tank. Quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hear them rip into this. So this. It's a urinary funnel. It's a urinary funnel. That's good. Yeah. Uh, This package arrives right as I'm feeling the height of my ambivalence of being pregnant because I just decided I'm cool. We can wait. Right. I just found out I'm being pregnant. Okay. Now you get. And then I got this gift, and I'm thinking. My mom doesn't understand what's happening. Like, she, like, how how am I gonna bring a life into this world and misunderstand it as much as I feel misunderstood by my mom? So oh. it like sent me down this very so, yeah. this yeah. very dark spiral. Well, okay, listen, and I thought I was being understanding. See, yeah, I know. <laughs> Here's the thing, Deanna. What I should have just given you is like a huge pack of the thickest pads you could <laughs> buy because I still have them upstairs from after my birth. Cool. And some witch ha- a, a bottle of witch hazel that you'll pour it into. Um, Throw in the freezer. Yeah, because honestly, this is this gift does pretty much sum up the little pea pocket. Um, how easy it is to sort of lose our sensuality and our sense of womanhood. And suddenly we are just sort of these like oozing orifices. Oh, great. I told you to please be gentle with me. This is my first No, no, no. I'm not picking on you at all. I'm picking on you. No, because I'm saying it's true. Like I... Get the granny panties. Yeah. Too. Oh, they're so good. Diana, is this is your first grandchild, correct? Yes. Yes. And mm-hmm. how did you hear the news? Um I got a Skype call and I knew something was up because I haven't gotten a Skype call in years. 
<laughs> and uh, and the two of them were sitting on the couch in their home, and they said, "Mom, we have some news." And I just knew. I just knew. If I may throw you under the bus again. No! Oh, here we go. <laughs> My- no! <laughs> it was really sweet because we. I, I. I record. I have a recording of this because I wanted the moment, right? And uh, it's just cute. Um, cause my mom's got a, an old PC. It, it's a total, whatever. It's not like, it's, it's, it's not like prodigy old, but, um, it's, it's AOL. Let's say anyway, there's, there's a separate camera device. It's on a top computer. Of it. It's a, it's a computer. <laughs> and, uh, but mom is being present with the video. And so Michael and I are in frame. So she's being present, but she's not aware that all we can see were her bangs. Oh no. So I, so I got, so I really wanted to get her reaction on yeah. camera, but I just saw what her bangs did. You got did. the bang reaction. So. Did they, did they bounce up like in excitement? They did. They totally like, did. Was I, her eyebrows raised? I got a little like, bit of an, an eyebrow. Uh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was really special. And what are you most? Gentle, gentle I ask. <laughs> you are being such a wonderful sport. We really appreciate it. Thank Thank you so much. Your um, Bianca and I recently did a quick phone call with our mothers for the free range episode. Um, you are f- our first in person interview oh. with a grandmother. A grandmother. Oh my goodness! I gotta yeah, say, you what is your name going to be? Yeah, yeah. What oh. do you want to be called? Um, I guess Nonna. Yeah, Nonna. Okay. Italian. I love it because my mother was Nonna and my grandmother was a Nonna. That's Italian and uh, a grandma in Italian. So we can make that happen. If you want. I mean, yeah. you know, I won't hey, give you hey, you is grief. fine. No. You know, hey, you. She might have her own nickname for you, though. Yeah. And that's fine, too. Because you guys had a nickname for um, uh, dad's mom. Mm-hmm. Her name was Tony, and we called her Susie. Why? We don't know. <laughs> but she loved it. She did. EJ, our, my, brother or son um one day when he started talking he just went up to her and called her Susie mm. and I said oh no 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 that's not Susie that's your grandmother and he, he said she said oh no no he called me Susie that's what I'm gonna be called Susie so good. Oh. I did everything my brother did so it stuck yeah what are you most excited about with having a granddaughter I just can't believe it you know um I'm just going to backtrack a little. You know, your kids grow up and you have adult children and, you know, you raise the children as you two are going through that experience now. And it's such a different feeling. And so as your kids grow older, you go through their different phases and they bring home people, you know, that, you know, their new boyfriend, their new girlfriend, and you bite your tongue and you say, oh, I hope, you know, they're going to be happy and um, and then they finally do find somebody, but you never mention anything about getting married because that's not your place. And uh, hopefully they do find someone. And um, and my son and my daughter, it, I waited a long time for them to get married, but I would never, ever uh, put that pressure on them because it's not my business. And the same thing with babies. And um, as much as, you know, you would like to see your kids go that route. Sometimes it doesn't go that way. But um, whenever I got a phone call from uh, my son, especially, uh, not Deanna in particular right now, but, you know, he would mention something about, um, oh, yeah, you know, we're thinking about moving and uh, we're looking for a place that has, you know, good 
good schools and parks and, you know, a nice backyard. And, uh, you know, for children, I'm going, yes, 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 you know, but I'm not saying that to him, right. you know, and I'm doing the happy dance. And so, you know, and I, cool. and I kind of, yeah, so you play it cool. And so then when you get this, you get this uh, Skype call and, uh, and you're told that um, your daughter's going to have a baby and now you're a grandma. I'm doing the happy dance and I'm going, yes, yes, yes. You know, just want everything to be happy. Yeah. Happy and safe. What's one piece of advice you would like to give Deanna for this first year when the baby's itty bitty? Do not hesitate to let Michael do anything (laughs) and everything. I mean, these moms who think that You're not holding him right. Oh, you're not feeding him right. You're not changing him right. What, are you crazy? Let him do it. Let him do it his way. Who cares? Then you could take a break. Was dad involved with all that? Uh, Actually, yeah, I was quite, quite uh, surprised. Yeah, I was surprised, but um, we were basically, uh, when we moved to our house, in Chester, New Jersey, um, it was kind of in the boondocks and we were on two or three acres of wooded property and, and I was about 45 minutes to an hour away from home. And, um, and we basically, and this is something that I wanted you and Michael to do is I really think you shouldn't have people around when you first have the baby. I don't know how you did Mm -hmm. it, but, um, I think you should bond there's three of you because you're the family. That's what it's all about. Um, and so it was just the two of us, you know, with uh, my son. And I did have a C-section, so I couldn't go up and down the steps. I could only go down the steps at the beginning of the day. And we had to set up a makeshift nursery. And then then I had to go upstairs at night, but I could only go up and down once a day. Hmm. And um, And he was good. He was good. I mean, he fed the baby and he changed the baby. And when did you have your parents come visit, or when did do you allow other people into the? Home? Oh, they they could come. It, that wasn't it. Um, it was just uh, it was just nice, just the three of us. I I really enjoyed that. Like nobody stayed over, is what you're saying. Yeah, like I, yeah, no one hovered. <laughs> no hovering, and uh, you know, and then you get those uh, so-called um, parent or mother-in-laws or mothers who. <laughs> mean to be good. I mean, they, they want to do good, but you know, Oh, wait a second. You, can I have, you know, a cup of tea? I didn't have my cup of tea yet. Could you, right. You end up taking care of everyone. Yeah. And that's not what it's about. You want to take care of. I was lucky because we, I, I knew my mom was going to come out after the birth. We didn't expect anyone to come out for the birth. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I wanted I figured I wanted to space people out for sure, especially because my parents are divorced and then Adam's – and they all live far away. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom came out for the birth. Um, when my water broke, I called her and she got on a plane, which was great. Mm-hmm. And she was at the hospital before Sabrina was born. And then my um, stepdad and my uh, dad and my stepmom flew out like within a couple of days. And they were all here for the weekend and then they all left. And – and that was kind of a great way to do it, actually, because it was like everyone got to meet the baby. Mm. 
and it was fun and it kept it light. We came home from the hospital and my dad would buy a bunch of In-N-Out burgers and it just <laughs> felt like light and airy and kind of like a party. But it was nice that everyone left then. My mm-hmm. mom stayed on another week and then she left. And then it is nice to find your stride in your own little family and not take care of everybody else. Because if you have the personality type too that's like a caretaker, like you're going to want to – make sure everyone else has food or do you have tea or are you cold or is there the extra comforter or, you know, be careful who you choose to be your helper because some people aren't great helpers, you know? Well, some people don't want people around. Yeah. And I really think we should talk about that but because I was giving you my feelings, how I feel that you and Michael should be together, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's why um, – I mean, I don't know, don't know if you want me there for the birth. I was thinking that that should be a very private thing, you know. Yeah. But um, uh, and then I had a C-section too, so I had major surgery. So when you have, you know, people coming over and you're still on, you know, medication yeah, and you can't go up and down and you, you know, well, it feels like that the first three months, I'd say, like when anyone would want to come over to meet the baby. It's like, oh, mm. there's all the dishes in the sink. Oh, I'm still not dressed. There's milk all down my shirt. There's like shit stains God knows where. And then someone comes over, just sort of that feeling, even though they, a lot of, you know, I people in my life are wonderful people. Like I don't keep around people that like demand things of me, but I'm very demanding of myself. And it was hard for me to allow myself to like open the door to people and let them see the like really kind of unhinged version of me. Mm. And it's also can be very, speaking of just guests coming by, it can just be tiring. I mean, I know it feels like it took a really long time for Deanna and our partner, Crystal, on our married single divorce thing. Like we wanted to get together and they wanted to meet Sabrina really badly. And it's a tiring thing. It's like you just have to figure, you know, like it's day by day, moment to moment. It's hard to plan things because yeah. you don't know how you're going to feel that day, which I'm sure you've experienced just in pregnancy, right? Oh, yeah. That's, I have to say the only thing I've enjoyed about being pregnant is the is <laughs> is the fact that I have this get-out-of-jail-free card. And at any point I can say, I'm sorry, I can't. Nobody gives me any grief. Everybody's totally understandable. So that's nice. It is nice. <laughs> um, but I think that's also something for me to take into consideration when I'm struggling postpartum mm-hmm. um, and and recognize that I don't have to, you know, take care of other people because that's totally my tendency. Well, my biggest regret is that I'm far away and I can't be there for Deanna on a daily mm-hmm. basis, which you probably wouldn't want me to, but I understand that. But, you know, there's times where you come home and uh, wouldn't you like to have your mom rub your feet, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, go to the grocery store or do some laundry or bring mm-hmm. over a potluck dinner or something. And and I miss that. You know, I regret that. The, yeah. the distance. That's so sweet of you to say. I'm sure there are you know, so many grandmothers out there who have not had the opportunity to express that. Um, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back, man. And, and we're back. Oh, wait. So Deanna just did the funniest impersonation of our theme song. Will you do it again? 
<laughs> so good. Okay, when did you start listening to the podcast? I'm um, fishing for compliments here. Yeah, just immediately. So you know. <laughs> immediately. Because you released your podcast right when I got pregnant. So, um, and I felt so, like I said, there was a lot of ambivalence and I felt very alone. Um, and so I reached out to this podcast and any and other totally mommy just to plug another mommy uh-huh. podcast uh elizabeth lame is great and so um and so I would, i've been listening to you guys um and it really helped make me feel connected to the process and what to look forward to um it's been it's been such a gift that and um like reaching out to mommy's groups and i, I you know because i think my instinct was to hide and mm-hmm. be like I don't because you're not about you're not allowed to talk about it at first or whatever that's about yeah my theory is that the reason you're not allowed to mention it for the first three months is because nobody wants to hear you bitch about the first three months <laughs> so that's my conspiracy theory that's that like so by funny. the time that you can actually talk about it and complain about how exhausted you are and how terrible you feel then then it's then you're on the upswing again it's been since since I never turned that corner, as they say. Um, I just started lying and telling people like, or I didn't start lying. Actually, Michael was doing it on on my behalf because I'm a bad liar. But he would just say, "Yeah, she's great. She's feeling great." Because he, we all just yeah. got so sick of yeah telling people that I've been miserable. But yeah, yeah. whatever. That's so bad. It sucks. <laughs> Because I had such a great pregnancy. Yeah, both pregnancies yes. were great. You would wear and your high heels. I wore high heels. I, I felt so it. sexy. I I did too. I loved it. I loved it. I couldn't have the babies, but well, wait, that well, that's not when you had the babies. Uh, well, you, you know, but you oh yeah, I, you know, somebody came up to me one time you and they had said, the "Well, you know, you really didn't have uh, experienced childbirth because you didn't what? give birth vaginally." Where is that person? Oh, I'm going I was to like, "You got to be kidding!" Tie them to the stake and burn them. <laughs> Was that extreme? Ignorance. That was a terrible thing to say. Oh, it was horrible. (laughs) Absolutely horrible. But I've been around babies all my life. As I said, my mother had babies, and uh, so I felt very comfortable with them. And were you working while you were pregnant? Well, yes and no. Um, I was a, um, at those days, they were stewardesses. And um, this was back in the 70s. Um, Actually, I started flying in the late 60s. And you couldn't be married or have children or, you know, to be single yeah. and all that. Did you um, wear little cute hats? I actually oh. wore, they had just come out with these feel so hot, mad men. hot, oh my God. I watched Mad Men and I just totally relate to that whole thing because I was a secretary in New York City as well, even prior to stewardessing. But um, uh, they just came out with the um, the short dresses mm-hmm. and the, you so know, you're wearing and the that. boots, the go-go boots and everything. And oh, you, my God. You were supposed to be sexy. I was hot. <laughs> oh, it's great. Oh, yes. And oh, then, yeah. So did you keep it quiet that you were married? Like, would you not Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I was uh, – I flew for about five years, and they had uh, these class action suits where um, you could be married – and then, uh, well, thank yeah. goodness for that. Oh, really? No, because so it, because if you were if you got married secretly and you didn't tell the company, uh, and they found out about it, you were fired. Amazing. And uh, but if you did now tell that's them, only in Hollywood. Oh, I, but yeah. And then if you, but if you did tell the company, you had to leave. But these people wow. got their jobs back because you know you can't fire somebody for being married. And then uh, now you're married, so now you're going to have babies. And so once again, you couldn't have be pregnant. So you had to lie about it. And obviously, um, how 
you know, how far pregnant are you to lie mm-hmm. about it. But it, if they fired you, you could get your job back down the line. If you, it's their version of maternity leave. Yeah. yeah, we'll fire you, and then you can reapply. Yeah, no, the discrimination was bad, but um, no, I. Um, she had to be a certain weight because of her height. Yeah, to be a certain height, certain weight. Got to uh, fit into those little dresses, right? Uh, yeah, too bad. <laughs> I still can't fit into those little dresses. But she would, she would push. Flight attendant stewardesses would push the um, bags in the overhead compartment, and it was very convenient that <gasps> oh. the dresses would lift. As you as oh you lifted, God. yeah, it was all with the go go boots. Oh yeah, yeah. and as uh, yeah. as I'm saying goodbye to people, somebody said, "Oh, blue is very becoming," and I'm like, "Oh, what? Okay, bye." And then when I got to my hotel room, I realized that I had uh, blue underwear on. You know, so, <gasps> so gross. You know. And then you start wearing petty pants. I don't know if you know what a petty pant is. Okay, it's like a slip, but it's like little panties that go down to your mid thigh. Oh, cute. Yeah, little like lacy briefs. Yeah, and this way, if somebody reaches kind of like shorts. Wow. Okay, so you you left to get pregnant? No, um, uh, got married after five years, and um, and then they, you could have children, but then. If you found out you were pregnant and you were flying, um, you had to stop flying immediately. Because they were worried you something to happen to your baby. Right. So um, I think I was I, – I, when's as soon as you can find out you're pregnant? Um, it was a little later. I think I was maybe six or eight weeks pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to stop immediately. Um, wow. That was back in the 70s, early 70s. And then after um, my son was born in 76, then I got pregnant with Deanna. And now they allowed you to work. You could work because there were some women out there who needed to work. Mm-hmm. There was single women out there. and um, But it, it, it was a great job. Right. But when you're pregnant working, like, were you still expected to pick up the bags? And... Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, and plus... Would you lift a man's bag while pregnant? No, okay. I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I play the pregnancy card. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And being a a working mom with Deanna, because when you were raising the kids, you were still working, correct? I quit after Deanna was born. Okay. And uh, because I thought I had already flown 13 years. Uh, one, okay, I have to tell you, though, one of the questions that I hated the most, I hated this question because um, you would be talking to passengers and everything, and you'd say, oh, yes, I have a baby. You know, he's 18 months old, whatever. And they say, oh, well, who's watching your baby? I don't know. Well, Thank like, you for saying that. I got to go look. Oh, I said, oh, 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 no problem. I do what everybody does. Is it, it, don't you just put him in the closet with a bowl of water? <laughs> no. That's awesome. That's so good. People just don't realize what comes out of their mouths. Yeah. It's so but funny. no, I quit after Deanna was born. And then, um, so I was able to spend time with my kids for about almost nine, ten years and got divorced. And um, as I was 40 years old and, um, you know, you go get divorced and you think you're going to get alimony and you don't have to worry about, you know, going to work. And that's how it is in New Jersey anyway. Uh, They expect you to go to work. And so I said, okay, what do you want to do? I I never wanted to stop flying. And uh, so I joined all over again, started all over again. From scratch, yeah. And um, the biggest thing for this particular job is your seniority. And the longer you work, you know, the more senior you are, the better trips you get. 
And I basically had to start all over again. And um, and I so felt it's bad. it's you and the young kids. Yeah. And so being yeah. a single mother, um, this was a really good job if you had to have a job because you don't work nine to five and you don't work five days a week. But you are gone mm-hmm. uh, overnight. And it worked well because uh, with uh, Deanna's dad because we had joint custody. And uh, so when I would go to work, he would have the children. And then when I was home. I would have the kids, and it worked out really well. But like I said, it was kind of um, hard on the kids. It was hard on us because we were little ping pongs, little and ping there was no balls. predictability to our schedule. It wasn't like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, here. like I had yeah. my dad every other Wednesday mm-hmm. and weekends. Yeah, that, when I was that elementary lesson. school, so I, at least I had the predictability of where my ping pong ball was flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or ricocheting yeah. probably is a better word. Yeah, right. Um, but. Yeah. That would be difficult. Every month, when your mom is gone, yeah. And then when she was home, you were jet lagged a lot. Mm. So um, I feel like I didn't notice it more until I was older. Mm. How jet lagged you really? But that's nice that she was home, like that she got to be fully present when you were around. She was great, and then and then eventually, yeah. And she would always bake like. Like there was always like a tray of cupcakes or cookies. Oh my God, like, there was so just fun. constant. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I took for granted how much you um, cooked for us and how much uh, I've learned from you cooking. Because now that I'm living with Michael, um, his mom's not really like a. She cooks and stuff, but she like he didn't know how to make a grilled cheese sandwich or French toast or anything, and he thinks I'm awesome. So you were able to find the delicate balance of. You kind of had the stay-at-home mom and had the work life, and you were able to sort of be the career woman and the domestic goddess. Well, um, (laughs) at the beginning – it was not an option. Uh, right. I mean, a, it, it wasn't it, a was, choice. It was an option. No, no at the beginning, it was a, a choice because um, I had a husband and, you know, starting a family. But the second time around was not an option. Right. I had to work. You had to go to work. And, and you and my mom should get a glass of wine <laughs> together yeah. because you would have a great time. The same <laughs> thing with my mom. Like, got to, they got divorced and she went back to law school, worked a minimum wage job th- through all of that. And then, yeah, it just always, you know, wasn't a choice. No, it was not at all. And I remember living in uh, Bernardsville, New Jersey, uh, many places I've moved. It was a pretty wealthy town. It was a pretty, uh, well, being a single mom was kind of difficult. And I would go out on my trips and I would make sure that um, at this particular time you were living with me. Yeah, in high school. In high school. Mom got a place closer to the high school because it was, you know, you can't drive till you're 17 in yeah. New Jersey. So it was just easier for me to walk myself yeah. to school. Yeah, so she was able to walk. And although it wasn't, I mean, I could say it now, but um, I probably would have been visited by uh, the Division of Youth and Family Services because <laughs> what are you talking about? because you were 16 yes. and I was leaving you for two or three days. Oh. This is so, it's so funny because we just, we're recording this podcast a little earlier than we'll release it and we just released a podcast last a day ago um, about free range parenting, and that's the mm. one that we talked to our moms about. And my mom was laughing about like, "What are you talking about free range parenting?" It's I not just free, heard that term. It's not just free range parenting; it's just called parenting. Aww. And she was also like, "What is like free range chickens?" Like that's she really so went funny. off on a thing about yeah. it because. Yeah, I was allowed to walk to school by myself. Yeah. I was home alone a lot. 
And um, yeah. and so, yeah, the idea that at 16 you were allowed. But so we had a whole discussion about this. And that's funny that you said that about yeah. child services because, yeah, today it's like everyone's up in arms about it. But well, it the depends only... on the kid and it depends on the Well, Deanna was always a little bit more mature, I think, than, mm-hmm. than most of her um, – Friends, I think so. Who would come over and party with you? Totally. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh yeah. totally. When I was gone. Oh, oh my God, for sure. But um, I, you know, being a single mother in this town, you um, or I didn't really have, you know, quantities of money. But I would make sure that, um, you know, I would go away and I would be away for two days, three days. I made sure that I had enough, you know, food. Like I would make maybe eggplant Parmesan and I would make, you know, chicken cutlets. I think maybe that's how I got obsessed with leftovers. I love eating leftovers. And so I make all this food, you know, and uh, so then I would be driving home from the airport thinking, oh, yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) Eggplant parm. Oh, there's got to be some when I get home. And I park the car and I walk in the door and she was feeding all of Bernardsville. I also, all of Bernardsville. No. I am the poorest person in this town, and I'm feeding these people's kids that are driving Mercedes yeah, and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And but uh, admittedly, I also had. And there was an no leftover. I was plant. running cross country. I was also eating a lot of calories. Yeah. But you were keeping company. You were, well, I mean, you can't eat alone. That's so funny. I remember my mom getting mad about like all the. I had a friend who would walk home with me from school, and I wish my mom came home one day and she was like this entire box of cookies is gone in like a day and I remember she was mad that me and my friend had eaten all the cookies and I know she wasn't mad about the sugar like it wasn't a nutritional no, no, issue no. she wanted it some. was about like she wanted some and it was about like oh do I really need to go to the grocery store again like why am I feeding an army I'm a, I am a single mother of one why am I feeding an army and to this day that's how I cook I yeah, for an army. Well, they do. Now, I, now you have. We've been recording this podcast at my home, so now you have my address. So feel free <laughs> to ship leftovers, um, ladies. Thank you so much for coming on. This was such this was fun. A pleasure. LA, thank you. I'm no longer a virgin. Woo! Yay! No longer. <laughs> we we popped your podcast cherry. <laughs> okay, listeners, we'll be right back. Everybody subscribe on iTunes and leave us comments and go on Twitter and Facebook. Here are our mom session and our mom bombs. I've got the mom bomb today. It's Anne Lamont, who is a genius writer. And the quote is, expectations are resentments under construction. Expectations are resentments under construction. That's heavy. I feel like I need a minute to wrap my <laughs> So good. Everything she writes is amazing. Read bird by bird. Um, okay. My mom, my mom's session um, is the mountain buggy nano, which is this stroller that we got when we started doing a lot of traveling. And I was like really concerned about, I wanted to be the mom that carried on everything that I would be like, I have a child and I didn't check a bag. So when we found this stroller, it literally folds up. It's like nine pounds and you can put it in the overhead compartment. So no worry about getting to where you're going and they've chucked your stroller under the belly of the plane and ruined it because I've had friends that that's happened to. And also your car seat straps right into it. It works with almost any car seat. Really? So So it's like an umbrella stroller that does a car seat too. Exactly. So like in New York, when we were trying to figure out how to work with cabs and stuff, it's awesome. Just so. It's a mountain buggy nano. Yeah. That's such a great point. Great. Um, guys, remember, we love you and trust in your goodness. Live, live out your, your greatness. greatness. And rock on. Atomic, Atomic Moms. Moms.
you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years, one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny. And I love you. A few days ago, Brooke Tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and three comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.